Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great Merry Christmas yesterday. Oh, and looking forward to a happy, 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 happy New Year. Can you imagine that 2020 is here? We are two decades into the 21st century. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. But we're not at 2020 yet. Christmas 2019 was yesterday. And today is Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's got to be Dr. P on the pod. I'm getting educated for sure. Dr. P on the pod. Hey, family, I am going to jump right into the show today. Uh, with me today is my fabulous, fabulous Pamela Price. Pam Price, you know, she don't like to be called Pamela. Pam Price, who is my deputy director. I know y'all want a deputy director like mine. Sorry, cannot have her. She belongs to the bomb in Gilead. Pam is on the show today, and you know how much I just, uh, I love her. I had Jeffrey on the show, uh, I think, last week. He is my Jeff, my Jeff, and now you're going to get my Pam. How about that? But we're going to have a very um, serious conversation. They're all serious. Uh, you know, I have, uh, um, I have a fantastic uh, group of individuals who work with the Bomb and Gilly, who work with me every single day, and they are just extraordinary human beings. They're just extraordinary human beings. And, and I thank God, I'm humble, and I thank God for each and every one of them because God has just sent them to do a marvelous work through the Bomb and Gilead. So we welcome Pam today on the show. Hey, Pam. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, we're going to talk about caregiving because, Cuddy. I have to keep paying my knees. I have to rub my knees because I stay on my knees because of Pam and all the, the heavy load that she carries, not only here at the dep- as deputy director of the Bomb and Gilead, but she is a care provider. And she, I'm going to let her tell you about that. And she got four-year-old. Well, they're now six. Oh, how did they get six? Well, they had a birthday. Oh on my yesterday god! On Christmas. Okay, okay. So they are now six. Six. She has six-year-old twins that were born on Christmas Day. Yes. Whew! I'm telling you, I'd be worn out just praying for Pam, man. <laughs> just worn out. But um, Pam, you know how much we love you and bless you and appreciate you here at the Bomb of Gilead. Aww. For for all that you do and all that you bring, but also all that you bring to uh, to the world. You know, um, I'm you know, last week we talked about eldership and my new role as an elder (laughs) and not only my elder in uh, my family, but I'm also an elder here at the bomb in Gilead. You know, I don't have to do all this running around, you know, looking at eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight runways a week and here, there and everywhere. I could just send Pam and send Toya and send Keisha and send everybody else. It's fantastic. Ah! <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's a, there's a big responsibility of being the elder. It just doesn't go away. But um, uh, just thank you for the great work that you do for the Bar Gilead out in the world. 
So, we want to hear about Christmas at your house yesterday with these well, twins and your 16-year-old. She's 17. Oh, Lord. I'm, you know what? Sure I'm just changed uh, her that year. Oh, and, she got, and she got a car. <laughs> she has a car. Brand new car. Brand new car. Lord, she had a couple of wrecks there that we're not going to talk about the wrecks, but she survived, praise the Lord. And we're going to talk about Sad. How was his Christmas? Yeah. So we just I'm just gonna sit back and just let you share with us Christmas in your yes, house yesterday. Christmas with the prices. <laughs> oh, um, it is always eventful in our house since the babies uh, have arrived. Came to the, arrived on Christmas morning. <laughs> Literally from the that morning of their arrival, with us racing through the empty streets of Chesterfield to get to the hospital <laughs> uh, to, to find have out, twins. To have twins. Oh my lord! Uh, it has never Christmas needless to say has never been quite the same um but I love the fact that we have managed to keep Christmas a very um private family affair so there's not a big hoopla with other folks coming in we do not go anywhere on Christmas all of our families now are in agreement not to call and or ask us will we be visiting them for Christmas um (laughs) We had to put our foot down a couple years ago that no, we will not. Our home is always open, uh, but we as a family, the Price family, will be spending time together, which is always special. Um, you know, so we we do Christmas morning, which is all about Christmas gifts and, and exchanging and spending time. And we're all in our PJs. And then the afternoon transitions over to food and then the birthday party for our twins all, um, all on the same day all on the same day so Goodness. christmas day is a combination of christmas decorations still up in one area of the house and then we actually have balloons and birthday banners and streamers in a whole other area of the house where we have to make sure we've got something that is both for sj who usually wants avengers and superhero decorations and then we got to do something for Bryn who wants princess or vampirina or some Disney frozen whatever so it's it's a really big uh, challenge to try and find some decorations that can bring all those two together and put them in one area of the house um, but it's always a good time uh, and and fun. Uh, we in, we in, enjoy the good food, but really, more than anything, I, I like that Christmas really is. It's the five of us, um, you know. So I, I don't have to put no clothes on till maybe about five when we want to take pictures. Um, so that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. It is. Well, I'll make sure that I continue not to come to your house on. <laughs> You're welcome. Just my, don't ask my, me to come over to your house. Don't worry. I got enough folk in my <laughs> I house. I know you do. <laughs> my my house is Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. They plan. People plan uh, to come over to my house. And guess what? They did. Mm-hmm. You know, and every year I declare I am not going to cook. But you do. And um, one year I did not. And when they got there, they said... Um, uh, and where is the curry turkey wings? And where is the mac and cheese? So I have learned in order to have a good Christmas like I had yesterday that I just need to go ahead and 
and cook. So uh, the cooking was done and the eating was done as well. And uh, and as always, I stay in my PJs all day. And whoever come in, come in. Whoever go out, go out. And that's just the way it is. But the house is still full of folk. Yes. So tell us about caregiving and um, and all of that that you want to share today. You know, it's, it's been an interesting you know, year journey. Yeah, an interesting year. I don't think our 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 our, our listeners know about your uh, caregiving um, journey with your husband. Yes. So, so my husband is retired military. I like to call it like twenty two plus years. So um, I came in the back half of that twenty. <laughs> well, we thank God. You yes, came. I know. Um, but um, that that long of a period in the military just takes its toll, I think, on anybody who serves that long, whether it's just the physical ailments or just the mental stuff that you kind of have to get through. But then this past year, you know, our journey kind of, you know, changed directions again. And he was diagnosed with a very rare uh, blood cancer um, that... Uh, there is chemo treatments for it, but it's not something that we can expect that it's going to go into remission or that we can even um, find him a cure from it. So that uh, has been both a physical testing um, for both of us, uh, but also a very emotional um, a journey for, for the both of us. And um as someone who we have, I have small children. Um, even though my teenager is seventeen, you know she's still a child. She's still in our home. She's there are still things that she requires, as you know, um, her mother. Um, and then yes, the, I, I the work that we do here at the Bomb and Gillet, I I love so much. So that's also something that is you know. Is fit into the priorities, you know, um, of, of just day to day. And then this kind of added layer um, now is, you know, my husband's been on the, the chemo now for well over a year. Um, and then we're starting to see some of the other impacts of, of just a long year in the military in terms of um, issues with, with backs and knees and feet. Um, and then, uh, just the the chemo itself and what it kind of does, you know, physically um, to him. And so there's been a lot this year of in and out of the hospital. Uh, we had a very interesting uh, vacation <laughs> that semi got disrupted. Um, so as much as we try to have normalcy, you know, our our new normal uh, is probably not what either one of us would have envisioned, you know, considering that, you know, I'll just be 40 in another month or so. And, you know, he's just 46. Um, so still feel like we're relatively young, you and, know, and you are people. Um, but to, you know, have this now where I've got to be mindful of, you know, did he take his medicine? What doctor's appointments does he have to go to today? 
also making sure kids still get physicals and, and immunizations. And then somewhere in the mix of all of that, I still have to make sure that I get to my doctors and my therapist. And, you know, the dentist right now is the one provider that just, you know, is always at the short end of the stick. <laughs> Unfortunately, like we're, we're, we'll see y'all, but it's going to be a minute. Um, so that's just really um, interesting. And I think probably like most caregivers, there's also the family dynamics um, of that. Um, so trying to be that person who is keeping our household together, but also you know, explaining to family members, well, this is what's happening and being okay to reach out to support, you know, for support when we need it. Um, do you really do that? We do. Um, do but you even really that reach is a challenge. To- we do. My mother-in-law came um, over the summer um, and was a, you know, it's always a big help. Um, my sister, uh, uh, who, you know, same thing when I need help because, you know, we've got stuff to do with the bomb. She's always, you know, willing to, you know, help out. So, um, and then I've got, luckily for me, um, the I'm I'm the person in our relationship and marriage that uh, I covet friendships. I value friendships. Uh, my husband has a very small, I mean, a teeny, teeny, tiny group of friends that are like his real friends, you know, but they're men and male. So they also have their, you know, other uh, things going on as well. But I've been able to rely on um, close friends that I have here who can, you know, check in on the house if I'm not home, who can, you know, at least say, hey, look, I ran by there. Say it kicked us out, but I stopped by. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, he didn't let us stay long, but I did go by. And yes, everything looks like it's okay. (laughs) So... Uh, that, that's been, um, you know, interesting. Um, but, but also I I think for us balancing, wanting to, um, I think steer how we navigate, you know, this next chapter of knowing that, you know, perhaps time that we thought we were going to have, we may not have. And so how do we, how do we really make the best to live in the moments that we have? To be honest, we laugh a lot. And we, this, especially this past year, we both gave ourselves permission, I think, to go with what we feel. So, like, we've, you know, I've, I've seen my husband kind of have a moment where he, he was in our kitchen and I could see him looking at our family and because I know him so well, I, I knew what he was thinking. Um, and I took everybody away and I let him have this moment that I knew he needed to have. Um, and, you know, ironically, probably without that diagnosis and without kind of going through this experience of it, we probably wouldn't have. You know, the, the kids, I, you know, we'd have just let everybody keep playing and help, you know, as opposed to me recognizing in this moment, he, he, he needs, a, a, we, we need to give him a little bit of this space because I could see him processing probably a future that, he, you know, the reality is he may not be a part of. And so that has been hard but also a blessing 
because he's not the emotional person. But this has caused him to to shift and to say, you know, I can be okay uh, and not lose my masculinity and not lose my, you know, strength as being a man by having these very vulnerable moments. Um, but then we also, you know, we he's he's funny. Um, he's got a really twisted sense of humor. <laughs> um, but it, it's 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 helpful in this kind of sense because we you know we can laugh about you know the fact that um I want the flag that they give to military spouses you know so I'm like no I want my flag I understand some other things going on right now and that flag may mean different things to different people but I want your flag that they're going to give to me <laughs> you know so we can you know laugh and 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 joke about those things um you know I can make a comment and be like yeah so we should do you know this and he was like yeah I'm probably not going to be around for all that but sure <laughs> you you go ahead and sign up for it and <laughs> um, <laughs> you know so um you know the, for I, I I think the ability for us to be lighthearted about the situation I think for us to be able to have uh frank conversations even about his care and and you know, should we have certain procedures or should we not have certain procedures? Should he put himself through certain treatments and or not put himself through certain treatments? And I know that has been a a, a place of um, struggle for you, yes. you know, and and, uh, and I know that there are people listening who are taking care of their husbands and mo- and mothers and fathers and wives. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about how you how you have come to the place <laughs> where. Mm-hmm. Where wherever I am today is all right, right? <laughs> because where I am today may not be where I am tomorrow, right? <laughs> you know, I laugh and I tell people when they say, "Hey, well, you know, do you think you'll be able to?" And I said, "Total, well, in this moment." And like I say that, I find myself saying that a lot. In this moment, absolutely. And but tomorrow, I could be in a completely different moment. And um, prayer. Um, and I know self-care is something that, you know, I hope it doesn't become a cliche thing that you hear a lot of, oh, self-care, 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 but self-care is really real. Self-care for me may actually be locking the door to the bedroom and not letting anybody in for about an hour. And I'm doing nothing but maybe laying in the middle of my floor. I may be sitting in the bed and just crying. Um, but you know, I think it took prayer. It took having the right people in my life who I knew would support me um, in those decisions. Um, a really good therapist. Um, and I thank God for your therapist. I meet me and you. Honey, because child, I don't know how what you'd be doing if you didn't oh, have a therapy go, therapist uh, to go to. You know, mm. but thank even God that is therapist. a journey. But even that is a journey. To mm. give yourself permission to go see to a therapist, go see that's a therapist. Right. and that's, that's right. what I had to. I had to say, it's there, the resource is there. You you have insurance to be able to go. You have. I had no excuse other than not giving myself permission to say you can go and get this help that you need. Um, and I would challenge anybody, even those who have maybe said, well, that's not going to help me. You would be surprised with being able to talk to a non-biased professional um, would do for you, if nothing more than it just creates a very free, a freer space than you're probably going to find in most places. 
Well, you know, Pam, now, you know, you know, you being a woman of strong faith. You know, there are a lot of folks listening right now who are of strong faith, and they will say, because I hear them all the time saying, I have a free space to talk to Jesus. I don't need to talk to nobody except Jesus, because I have people in my family every time, and they need therapy. I Every time I bring up therapy, I don't need that. I talk to Jesus. What, what do we... What, what do we say to that? Why can't you talk to both? Why can't you talk to both? Because me and Jesus talk on a regular, all day, every day. Um, but there, there is a difference, and I need them both. Like I would be willing to bet that a lot of people who are dealing with life and everything that life comes with it, if you add into that, having depression, having true clinical diagnosable depression. I'm not talking about a bad mood here or there. You get sad here or there. I'm talking about true clinical depression, true clinical anxiety that actually grips you physiologically and you know it and you recognize it, but you're not doing anything about it, you know, or, you know, bipolar. Like there's so, you know, there's so many other things that if you have a mental health illness and you add that on top of just life, like me, for example, like having a mental health illness plus a husband who is dying from a cancer that we can't cure. I have small children. I have a, a teenager who will be leaving my house and going off to college soon. I have a job that I, I love, um, but that, yes, we travel, you meet, you can, we connect with people. I've learned so much from you in just the importance and the power of truly connecting with people. And that comes with it a level of of um responsibility that that draws on you. Therapy for me is a place that I can go and it helps be a part of my recharging. So being a caregiver, being a wife, being a mom, being deputy director, you know, being a friend, a sister, all those other different things, those are all avenues in which require me to be giving and exerting something, typically both in a physical way and an emotional way or mental way. Therapy and, yes, talking to Jesus is all a part of my recharge or refilling, as I like to call it. I, if with, Without those things, you know, I'm... I'm operating from a deficit. I'm operating from a deficit mentally to have the capacity to make decisions and figure out what we're going to do with certain initiatives that we may be thinking about. Um, I'm operating from a deficit of being able to be emotionally available to my children or emotionally available to my family. And I think that's what's missing for a lot of people is the emotional availability. You're there physically. I'm a, I can cook for them, make their clothes, get them off to school. But am I emotionally available to them to actually hear them laugh when they say something completely out of pocket, which they do a lot? Am I hearing the laughter and in that moment with them, you know, or am, am I just driving them home because I just picked them up from school? Therapy lets me be at a place where I can be in all of these moments with my kids, I can be in the moments with you where I am, like I can 10, 15 years from now, I can remember the sound of the laugh. I can remember the smell of what somebody had on or um, because I'm not just going from maybe thing to thing to thing, but really I've, I've, I have the 
aptitude now to sit in, in those moments. And yeah, without talking to Jesus, but yes, without therapy, um, I, I couldn't be available the way I think all of our lives require us to be available. Without it, we're going to miss, we're going to look back and, and have some things that you missed out on. And I don't want to do that. Listen, I know you all don't want this podcast to come to a close because <laughs> we can sit and listen to Pam for another two hours. But we got to go. Pam, thank you so much for sharing your soul. I know that you just listening to you here has touched me. And I'm sure that it has touched someone today in places that they didn't even know they were going to be touched. So we thank you. We continue to uh, pray for you. Uh, I continue to encourage you to keep your therapy appointment. Yes, <laughs> and I will. Next I, week. <laughs> I always look forward to your kids coming in here and just making a joyful, a joyful noise. Just thank you. We love you so much. Cannot we, we are grateful that we lived long enough to allow you to come into our lives. And from here on in, we don't have to live without you. How yes, about that? Right. How about that? We done done the living without you. Now that you're here, we ain't going to live without you. Yes. Hey, family. So get out your... Um, all you're going to do for New Year's, make your uh, your New Year's resolution. I know all of us got a resolution of losing weight because somebody say Jesus. Um, we got a resolution of uh, eating right. We got a resolution of being more focused, giving, getting closer, uh, having a closer walk with our uh, our Savior, our Jesus, our Muhammad, our whoever your closer walk is with, uh, our spirit guide. Um, it's just a special time as we come to the end of a year and uh, getting ready to step into uh, 2020, a new year. We just thank God for the opportunity just to be on this journey with you. We, all of us at the Bar in Gilead, we are just humble and blessed that you have allowed us to walk and be on this journey with you and you with us. We got some exciting things coming up for the at the Bar in Gilead in 2020. Mm, I'm not even going to tell you about it. You're going to have to tune in next next year. <laughs> next year to hear all about what we're going to be talking about but until then have a fabulous fabulous happy new year celebration happy kwanzaa to everybody all praises to all the ancestors and to all the 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 qualities and values of kwanzaa that we must instill into our family and into our children Happy holidays, happy new year, God bless you, and yes, in 2020, it's going to be Thursday, and it's going to be, show enough, Dr. P on the pod.